Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast, X Times Amore. I'm your host, Arthur Beatrice Conley, and today we're going to talk about the sixth chapter of my book, Death Cannot Defeat Love. If you haven't bought my book yet or you haven't had the opportunity to read it, you can grab it at www.amorebooksonline.com. We all must die someday. The beautiful and important and even the most well-loved must transition from this life. This we all know. Unfortunately, when that day confronts us, there is no easy way to cope with the death of a close friend or a loved one. How many people listening have lost someone very special to them? Whether it be a family member, a friend, a coworker, maybe even a pet. We all will have to leave this earth one day and we all will have to lose loved ones on the way. Five years ago, I lost one of my best friends to a rare immune system disorder called sarcoidosis. For those of you who don't know much about sarcoidosis, it is a rare, rare disease. Uh, Comedian Bernie Mac actually passed away from it as well. But it was something that I had no idea or no clue about before I lost him to this disease. Um, It was tragic. It was heartbreaking. It was devastating. It was probably one of the worst days of my life. I sometimes get emotional just thinking about that day when I got the news. And I'm sure that we've all been through that when we receive news that is just shocking and shattering and just so sudden and unexpected. It was a very unexpected death and a very unexpected uh, passing. I couldn't breathe for hours. I remember just crying and hyperventilating and my mom just telling me to breathe, to breathe, to breathe. And I would stop crying and I would instantly start back crying. It just was It was a surreal experience. It was a time in my life where I didn't know what the next day was going to feel like or what the next week was going to feel like. Um, I disconnected myself from so many people. I didn't talk about it for weeks on end. I just kind of kept it to myself. I was depressed. I was upset. I was angry. I was confused. It was just like taking every emotion that you've ever experienced and bottling it into a jar and just squeezing it, the lid, as tight as you can. And I just wrestled with so many emotions during that time that I really did not know where my mind was in that moment. I still functioned. And I know that a lot of you listening can 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 feel me on that and, and can agree with me on that, that During these times of loss and hurt and pain, we still function. It's almost like we're walking dead. You know, we're just going about our day-to-day lives, but we're just not living. That's exactly how I felt. I was in extreme pain, and I really had to dig myself out of a hole that I had dug so deep. And that's what I want to talk about during this podcast, just what lessons I learned from this loss and how this loss made me such a stronger person and 
there's no real way to deal with death. But losing him told me and showed me that I've got to do things mentally to prepare for a loss. Whether it's expected or whether I, I know that it, it could come, I've got to do things daily and in my own spiritual realm to begin to prepare myself for the loss of loved ones, the loss of friends, and even losing my possibly losing my own life. It's so important to just take time to be grateful and, and have gratitude in the moments that when you do go through something, you can tell yourself if this happens again, how can I handle it better? How can I, you know, not fall victim to the depression and the and the heartache and the and the upset, even though all those things will be there, but how can I deal with it? And how can I learn lessons from it? The day he died is one I will always remember for the rest of my life. I will never forget February the 18th. It is embedded in my brain. It's such a critical day and I will never forget it. I just had to kind of have a moment of silence there. Since that day, I've learned to cope with the loss. But strong feelings of hurt and misunderstanding remain constantly in my heart. I sometimes want to talk to him or I want to get clarity on things I'm going through in my life from him, but I can't. I can't talk to him anymore. So that sometimes gets me down. And I always just say, man, I miss my friend. I miss being able to talk to him and get a sense of assurance about decisions that I'm making. He was always the one that I called when I didn't know what choice to make or I needed someone to reassure me that, V, you know what you've got going on. You know your life. You know you're strong. You know, make the right decision. But he was that affirmation for me, and I miss that. Ladies, the overall grief I have suffered from this loss came in waves. It staggered. Like, one minute I thought I was okay, and the next minute I felt like a train just hit me in my face. And I would just, just drown in this funk of just, why did I have to lose this special person? Like, this person that meant so, so much to me. And it overtook me. It, it would overtake me from time to time. Ultimately, I had to learn to get back up when it knocked me down and continue to heal one day at a time. And journaling was a big factor in that because when I couldn't text him or I couldn't call him, I wrote it down. And we'll talk about that a little bit deeper in the podcast. I want to personally share with you the lessons that taught me how to live my life from February 18th, that day that I lost him, I wanted to start living my life from that day forward after I recognized that the only way I was going to be able to push forward was to celebrate. Celebrate his life and not as a slave to his memory. Celebrate his life and not be a slave to 
what happened to him, not be a slave to how did he die, not be a slave to um, not being able to tell him I loved him before he passed away, not being a slave to, you know, just the image of did he suffer, was he in pain, but celebrate the great times we had, celebrate the amazing memories that we shared, celebrate all the funny things he would say and do when we were together. My sisters, we first must understand that tomorrow truly is not guaranteed. How many people believe that? How many people can actually affirm that and say that to themselves and understand that we must seize the moment? We must take each day as a blessing. We must take each day as a gift. And we must use our gifts every day as much as possible because tomorrow is not promised. Why didn't I cherish our friendship more before he was taken away from me? That's, that's a question that I ask myself a lot. Now, one thing about my relationship with him was that we didn't live in the same city. But anytime I came to visit, it was like catching up with, you know, like old times. It was just like we had never left each other's side. That's how, that's how genuine our friendship was. When we talked on the phone, we could talk on the phone for 30 minutes, an hour, two hours, and it felt like we were just on the phone for five minutes. You know, it, it never never ceased to amaze me how well and how genuinely we connected. But I still question that. I still question, like, why didn't I really spend more time with him while he was here on earth? My friendship with him was a true jewel. We created something that was worth treasuring, and it was rare. You know, sometimes you have a friendship with someone that's rare. You have friends, you have associates, you have girlfriends, you have, you know, people that you you hang out with from work. But then there's those friendships that are rare, that are genuine. Those are hard to find. Those are really hard to find. Those friends that are there through thick and thin, up and down, right or wrong, rich or poor, um, support or no support, they're always there. And I try my best to be that type of friend. I try my best to do that because he was that type of friend to me. He knew me so well, even better than most of my family and any of my closest girlfriends. And most of my friends can agree with me on that. And we always talk about how well we knew each other, even though we were never in an intimate relationship, we always were friends and that's it. But he knew me better than some of the people that I've been in a tighter knit relationship with. He was an amazing friend. And on top of that, he was an amazing person. How many people can, can you really say that they're amazing to everyone that they are around, not just who they, they decide to be cordial with or who they have to be friendly with, but he was amazing. Anyone I've ever met or talked to that knew him always had nothing but amazing things to say about him. He was honest. He was trustworthy. 
He always made you feel safe to the point where you could pour your life and your heart out to this man. And there were no judgments. And there was definitely no worries about your secrets and your fears and your and your problems that you share with him getting out to people. That's the type of friend that we have to be. You know, I've been really getting more into my spiritual side, spending more time in my Bible. And what I'm learning through scripture is that, you know, the type of person you are, the way you carry yourself, the way you possess um, your character, who you are, whose you are, how you treat people, that is all fruit in your basket. And one big thing that I that I cherish in my friendships is that whatever my friends bring to me, it stays with me. Whatever my, my close girlfriends come to me in confidence with, they know that it stays between us. And that's a trait that he had that was so strong and so tight-knit. And I learned about multiple friendships that he had after his passing. And it still, it still wows me to know how many friends and not just associates, but close-knit, deep-rooted friendships that he had that was you know similar to ours, if not even stronger than ours, And he talked and kept up with all these people and he held so much inside of him that I didn't know anything about. It was people that I didn't even know he was friends with that I knew because he didn't talk about it. And that's something that I I indefinitely admired about him and that I continuously will forever admire about him. I could always rely on him to give the best advice. I want a friend in my life that gives good advice. I want to be that girlfriend that gives real, true, sincere advice. And not that you have to take it or not that you always have to receive it. But having a circle or having a friendship or having a companionship with someone that is open and honest with you to give you creative and, and sometimes um, from a critic's point of view or a little bit of um, constructive criticism, it doesn't hurt to have someone that's willing and open to give you advice. And that was him. He was the best. He was the best at giving advice. And he took the time to explain where he was coming from and his feelings for me as a friend. So you know what? It's like, hey V, I think you should do this not because I want you to, but because I love you enough to tell you that's the right thing to do. Or not because it's going to benefit me, because I know if you take these steps to do this or you take these steps to do that, it's going to make you a better person. You know, a lot of times people give you advice because it benefits them. Or a lot of times people push you or they, you know, they steer you a certain route to do something because it's going to benefit them further down the road. But a true friend, a true companion, someone that really loves you, they're not going to do that. They're going to come from an opinion and from a place that is of lovingness and of kindness to what helps you and what benefits you. He was one of my number one supporters. He always pushed me to follow my dreams, never Never told me that, you know, V, you shouldn't do that because, you know, I I mentioned that 
in a previous podcast episode about the guy I was dating that was verbally abusive. He always, always found ways to criticize my creativity, my goals, my ambitions. But my friend, my friend that I'm discussing now, he never did that. He was always gentle, always kind, always loving, always supportive. He was the best cheerleader that a friend could ever ask for. I could always be myself around him because he always accepted me for who I was. Isn't that like the best feeling? When you can be yourself around your homegirls and your homies and just chill and not have to worry about if they're judging you. It's hard. It's so hard to find people and it's so hard to connect with people because of judgment and because of how society now passes judgment so easily through social media, through texting, through emails, through Snapchat. I mean, I can go on and on and on about how easy it is to be judgmental, but not your friends, your closest friends, your circle. You should be able to enter in to a true friendship without being judged. He was truly my solace in times of trouble and despair. But what does a girl do when she wakes up one day and learns that suddenly her best friend had died? So let's go back. Everything I've talked about. He was a great listener. He was a great supporter. He was a great um, person that gave amazing advice. He was there for me when I needed someone to talk to. He was there for me when I was in trouble. He was a shoulder to cry on when I had been hurt. He made me laugh when I needed joy in my life. But what do you do when you wake up and that person that you you reach for in your time of, of pain or your time of, of hurt or not even just in the negative? What do you do when the person that you love spending time with, you love doing fun things with, you love to party with, you love to kick it with, you love to spend time with? What do you do when that person, you just wake up one day and that person is gone? How do you learn to cope with living without your friend, living without your, your mom, living without your best friend, um, your, your sister, your brother, your cousin, how your significant other? How do you do that? I'm not a therapist. I don't have a master's or a PhD in, in psychology, but I've lost a friend that meant everything to me. I've lost grandparents that were my rocks. I've, you know, I've, I've lost aunts and I've lost uncles. I've lost classmates. I've lost a sorority sister. I've lost people. I have had to learn to cope with loss. Some losses hurt more than others. But this loss that I'm discussing in this podcast was unexpected. You know, if I can rewind back to that moment, I text him and we were talking about I was actually in in Nashville for the weekend. I had went to um, meet up with two of my girlfriends in Nashville for a Drake concert. And 
we went to the concert. The concert was lit. And, you know, after the concert, I text my friend and I said, hey, you know, where should we go to kind of hang out and, and party in the city, you know, afterwards just to have a good time? You know, the concert had ended kind of early and it was still, you know, the night was still young. So he was giving me some suggestions and places to go. He was out of town. So, and I remember it. I remember it just like it was yesterday. It was just, you know, that was my go-to whenever I needed advice on anything. That was who I went to. But I'll never forget, you know, him just telling me to have a good time, enjoy myself. And he said, you know, of course, said, I love you and I'll talk to you soon. And I said the same thing. But how do you cope? How do you cope when that's the last text message that you have to look at? Listen very closely, ladies. When time gets tough and your emotions are all high, when they're raging, when they're out of control, talk yourself down from the ledge and save your sanity. No one else, no one else will be your hero. You've got to take the first step internally to get a handle on your emotions to get a handle on how you're going to deal with coping with it because no matter who you go talk to no matter what kind of you know if you take a a, a type of medicine or if you do yoga or you work out or whatever you do to de-stress and and whatever you do to deal with with stress or deal with anxiety or depression. The work starts inside. And that's something that I've genuinely had to work with myself to understand. I have to help myself first and I have to tell myself when I need help. Don't let anyone tell you how to grieve or recover from the loss of a loved one. Don't let anyone tell you that you should be over this by now or you know, why are you in such pain? It's not like that was your boyfriend or it's not like y'all were getting married or anything. Um, I've had people tell me that, you know, it's been it's been a year now. You know, are you not dealing with it? Like, what's wrong? You know, have you it's no one's it's no one's business how long it takes you to get past something. That's up to you. Cope how you need to cope and heal at your own pace. Take your time and heal day by day. Letting go is difficult and it's perfectly okay to be angry when you encounter loss. It's natural. It's necessary. But how do you deal with the anger? How do you push past it? Those are the questions you ask. But the fact that you're angry, there's nothing wrong with that. And don't let anybody tell you that you can't feel that way. But you can't stay angry forever. You must find peace. Writing about it in my book was a grave piece. It was it was um it was an amazing feeling to let go of my thoughts and and my my fears of getting past it talking about it with you today on the podcast. Every time I talk about his death, it's healing for me. 
Every time I celebrate his life, it's healing for me. Every time I listen to Outkast, that was one of his favorite groups. It's healing for me. You have to find ways to find peace. Resentment will eat you alive. Take my word for it. So you must move past the anger and find peace with your loss. That is so true. I hope that's a golden moment for you as you're listening. It's so important to cry and cry and cry and let it happen freely to help you heal. I cannot tell you how many tears I have shed. I'm holding back tears right now. But they're tears of joy. They're tears of happiness because I loved him and he loved me. And I'm so happy that I had him in my life for the, for the years that I did because I have memories and I have lasting memories that will never, ever fade. Take time to meditate and be alone with your thoughts. That is a very powerful thing to do. Meditate on the loss that you're experiencing. Meditate on it. And take time to to focus on those memories, on the good memories. Similar to what we discussed earlier in the podcast. To this day, listening to some of his songs instantly make me think of him, like I mentioned, Outcast. Um, I turn them all the way up and I just I just chill, I just vibe, and I can feel it. I can feel him with me when I listen to the music. And with him being a DJ, you know, music was a big part of our relationship. And we talked about music a lot. So I do find a happy place with music. And I do find a happy place when I'm somewhere and there's, an, and there's a dope DJ playing and there's a dope DJ spinning. I can find comfort in that. I've learned to find joy out of the tragic situation that happened with me losing him and to move forward in peace and not anger. And that's just what I really want to push in this podcast is just finding peace and and taking anger and turning it into peace. Another golden moment in my life was learning to find reason to keep going for my lost loved one. I talk about this a lot when I talk to other women about my book is celebrating your lessons and not making them regrets. Because the more we celebrate, the more we love ourselves and we, and we push love within ourselves. And we, we heal. We heal when we love ourselves more and it shows in the way we love others. So you have to find reasons to keep going. When you lose someone, you're still here. You're still living. And they're, live, they're living inside of you. They're with you. So you have to keep going. And that's the best way to, to show your, your gratitude, to show you know, how you're going to live in memory, in their memory. Life still continues. And I celebrate on his birthday. I celebrate on the day he passed away. And to be honest, I celebrate throughout the year and times when I just think about him because 
When you love someone, they deserve to be celebrated all the time. Especially New Year's Eve. I always celebrate New Year's Eve because that's the day we always would spend. Um, I would always make sure I spent, spent New Year's Eve with him because it just was a tradition that I personally made in my life to do in that time in my life. And that was a big part of our relationship was spending New Year's Eve together. We did it for eight consecutive years, and that's a big, a big, big part of our relationship. It's not the same as celebrating with him, but it gives me a sense of comfort knowing I can still honor him even though he's gone. And I know that's what he will want me to do. So what do you do to honor those that you've lost? How do you remember them? How do you celebrate them? These are the questions that I want you to think about as we move through to the end of this podcast. The hardest part about losing someone you love so suddenly is not being able to say goodbye. That's the kicker and that's what hurts. And most people you talk to that lose someone suddenly, that's the first thing they say. But I now understand that we all go through life without formal goodbyes that we want, not just with people that we lose to death. But just think about people that we've lost in our life, you know, because of uh, failed relationships, uh, failed businesses, just failed friendships. We're not always going to get a formal goodbye. We're not always going to get closure. And as as I've grown and as I've gotten older, I have started to accept that. I know now that no longer saying goodbye isn't the end. You don't you don't always have to say goodbye to make things final. And it wouldn't have made it any easier. Even if I if I was able to tell him goodbye with his loss or him leaving leaving this earth, would that have made it easier? No. And I had to accept that wholeheartedly and truthfully start to heal and say me saying goodbye would not have made the sting any worse. You have to choose to deal with the pain because it will never just go away. And that's what this whole podcast is about, is about taking the hurtful things that happen from relationships and turning them into lessons and turning them into joy because we still have so much life within us and there's so many relationships that need to be cultivated and that need to be watered and they still need to grow. And in order to do that, you have to get past things that have happened in your past that are holding you back from being the best you. And that includes grieving and grieving the right way. Let this encourage you that death cannot defeat love. Death cannot defeat love. Despite your losses in life, find love in what you do, who you love, and who you see every day in the mirror. Death cannot defeat love. The person you are, the people you love, whatever you do in this world that gives you joy, death cannot take any of that away from you. If anything, it makes you stronger. It makes you you. It makes you a better person because you've, you've pushed through something that could have broken you. You've pushed through something that could have 
that could have killed you. You pushed through something that could have changed the way you live for the rest of your life. But you made it. And you're still standing. So never let death defeat you. Never. My best friend lived a great life and had an amazing heart. So his memory will will be with me forever. Until the day I leave this earth, until the day I see him again, his memory will never leave me. And that's what I want you to do, is to keep your memories tight, keep them alive, keep them strong, keep them active, keep them vivid. And the only way to do that is to celebrate. Celebrate their life, celebrate the love that you share with them, celebrate how they made you feel, Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. So in this very moment, my sisters, we're getting to the end of the podcast. I want you to confirm and accept my challenge today to not let death defeat you. I don't know how to say it any stronger or with more passion, but do not let death defeat you, but use death to uplift yourself to a greater self-love, and to appreciate the life that God has given you. And most importantly, appreciate the relationships that God has granted you, whether they are still living on earth or they transition to heaven. You were given that relationship for a divine reason, so celebrate it. And never let death defeat love. I'm at the end of the podcast now, but I do want to let you know, if you'd like to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Facebook and IG at Arthur Beatrice Conley. And until next time, death cannot defeat love.